Anya Adaram Holomag, I'm Lana Slock, and you're listening to Beings of the Galaxy. Want to learn all you can about a different world and the beings who live there? Look at their relationship with food, how they prepare it, cook it, serve it. I mean, look at your own world and your people's relationship with food. I can imagine you're immediately thinking of a certain dish that holds a special place in your heart. Or maybe you're thinking of the meal you just had and how you can't wait to eat the same thing again because it was that good. Perhaps you're remembering the sweet treats that celebrate momentous occasions in a being's life. Or how about the feasts consumed during holidays throughout the years? Maybe you're thinking of the food you made with a family member or a secret recipe passed down through generations. Whatever the case, food is the most universal language in the galaxy. But cultural studies aside, nothing can break barriers and make people feel welcome, like sharing meals together. And that is why restaurant owners have such an important job in the galaxy. They not only feed beings, but they create a space for deeper connections to be made. Lonnie Johnstar built his saloon on the Triway Outpost to do just this. But what Lonnie didn't realize in building his saloon is that it would bless him just as much as he blessed others. See, Lonnie didn't have a family of his own, didn't have any kids. But he'd become good friends with Mayab, head caretaker of the Outpost Orphanage. And she wasn't like other Outpost Orphanage caretakers. She wanted her kids to succeed and gave them educations and jobs across the outpost to do so. Lonnie became one of her employers, and he hired many orphans to work in his saloon. He considered each of these kids his own and couldn't be prouder to see them go off in the galaxy and make names for themselves. But as a way to honor them, Lonnie displayed their hollows and articles of them on his wall to celebrate how far they had come. I had the pleasure of seeing the wall in person as I was passing through the triway, stopped in the saloon for a quick bite before heading to my final destination, and when I saw Lonnie's wall, I knew I had to ask him about it. Okay, we're recording. You mind introducing yourself for our listeners? Don't mind at all. Lonnie Donstar at your service, owner of the Donstar Saloon here on the triway in Sector 457. And how long have you been the owner here? Hmm, let's see, it's been about 37-something years now, nearly 40. Wow, yeah, nearly 40, that's about right. Safe to say you've seen a thing or two in your time here. A thing or two a day, more like it. Look around you. Being the best saloon on an outpost means we get all kinds of characters through here every single day. But it's not them we're here to talk about, is it? Not the reason you turned on that droid of yours, yeah? Not at all. Can you describe the wall behind you for our listeners? I call it the Stars of the Triway, the best and brightest who ever crossed this saloon before going out to make a name for themselves in the galaxy. We got holonet articles and image scans, everything telling their stories. I keep them here for a couple reasons. And no, this isn't about me, not about showing me off and how connected I am, but it's all about these kids because they're not ordinary kids, you know. They're special, real special. They had to make their own ways here in the Triway. Didn't get their futures handed to them, but they put in the work and they changed their destinies. You mind telling us about one of them? Don't mind one bit. How about her? Ah, Italina. 
don't tell others, but she's one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Seems like you really care about her. I do. I really do. She's a special one. The galaxy served her a steaming hot plate of bantha poo and said, Good luck, kid. But Elena, she took that steaming plate, looked the galaxy straight in the face, tossed it right out the airlock, and said, I don't need your luck. I make my own. So, Lonnie, what's her story? Let me see where to start. The beginning, I think. At least the beginning of when I met her. She tried to steal from me when she was 10. Almost got away with it too, but I stopped her. Had B0-B or uh, Bob, my server droid, I had him stop her. He picked her right up off the ground and the bundle of ration chips she stole from me came tumbling out of her belt. But she kept on fighting like those chips were rightfully hers. Hunger will make you desperate. And Edelina was desperate, but she would never admit it. Even from her young age, she was stubborn and hated people thinking she was weak. She fought Bob, was somehow able to wriggle her way out of his grasp, and escaped my saloon. But I had a feeling she'd be back. I was right, of course. My feelings are always right. She came back a week later, busier night in the saloon, swiped a couple of credits from the bar counter, and a handful of ration chips. Bob spotted her and was about to go after her, but my pesky feeling again told me to stop him and let her go. She kept coming back after that, and I left things out for her. It was like our own secret game, me leaving food out and credits here and there for Adelina to swipe it before she dodged back into whatever hole in the wall she crawled out of. Then one day, she came in, marched right up to the bar, slammed a couple credits down on the counter as well as the demi loaf I had told Bob to leave on the back table. She crossed her arms and glared up at me. (laughs) I remember what she said to me as if she just said it right now. She said, I'm stealing from you, okay? You're not supposed to leave things out on purpose. I come in, I take it myself. I don't need your help. She was a sight to behold, standing there, barely over a meter tall. She narrowed her icy blue eyes at me, shining bright against her pale white skin, deathly serious. She would one day strike terror in the hearts of men everywhere. But for now, I couldn't help but chuckle. That infuriated her more. She was about to storm out when I called after her and told her to sit. I said she could go back to stealing from me if she had one meal with me. Took her a few seconds to the side, but eventually she agreed. Climbed onto the stool and waited, fuming until I brought her a bowl of dark stew. As soon as she began to eat, her anger and stubbornness melted away, and the child I knew was hidden under all that desperation sat eating across from me. Now I could get through to her. Now I could ask her my questions. Edelina wasn't entirely sure where she came from. She couldn't fully remember. Trauma, I assumed, but it wasn't about to confirm. I could tell she didn't want to talk about it, and I wasn't about to make her try to relive it. So instead, she told me about how over a month ago, she woke up in a transport that docked at the driveway, and as soon as she wandered out, the ship flew away leaving her alone in a strange place with a foggy memory. But the hunger cut through that haze, and my saloon was the first thing she saw, and so her stealing adventures began. Edelina clearly loved the stew, so I made a deal with her. She could have all the dark stew she wanted, 
if she let me help her start a new life. She deserved to be a kid, even if whatever trauma from her forgotten past had robbed her of that innocence, her memory loss gave that gift of childhood back to her. I could tell she wanted to protest, but eventually she agreed and let me take her to Mayabs. You'd be surprised how many lost kids there are in the galaxy who end up in an outpost orphanage. Not all of them are great and most abuse kids for the local crime lord's bidden, but Mayab actually cares for these kids and helps them find their paths forward. They go to school, they have chores, they find jobs, and on and on. Italina came to work for me, told me it was just because she wanted dark stew whenever she wanted, but I know it's because she actually liked me. Mayab told me Italina had a bit of a hard time connecting with the other kids, had some trust issues to work with. She felt like she couldn't trust herself, so how could she trust other people? Poor kid had no idea where she came from, but I, I had my suspicions. Italina wasn't the first kid of her kind, and she sure as hell wouldn't be the last. But Mayab needed to know to keep her safe. Thankfully, Italina grew up as normally as someone in her situation could. No incidents, no troubles, nothing of the sort. Just a fierce, stubborn, brilliant kid who gotta be just that, a kid. On her 19th birthday, she left the driveway. I waited in the saloon on her birthday with one final bowl of dark stew and a cake to send her off with. She promised she would stop by before she left, but she never came left me there waiting for her all day long, hoping she might pop in. But who was I kidding? I knew Italina. Goodbyes, emotions, all of that was never her strong suit. And so, she left the triway with as little pomp and circumstance as she arrived. Do you know what she went on to do? She told me herself. Sent me a hollow a few years after she left. Told me where to look her up. And, uh, and we've kept in touch ever since. Oh, you thought this was a depression story, huh? Well, you kind of made it seem that way. No, no. None of that depressing poodoo. No, Adelina's doing just fine. Told me she went on a few adventures, found a new family, got her own ship, and transported uh, cargo. She told me subtly. She said she couldn't say more. Just that it was good, honest work. The kind Mayab would approve of. But it took a couple years before she reached out. Eventually sent me a hollow to let me know she was okay. You want to hear it? Absolutely, if you're offering. Always keep it on me. She hid it in this necklace. Here, take a listen. I didn't record this to ask you to send me the dark stew recipe. I wanted you to know I'm okay. I'm transporting... cargo? Don't ask exactly what, but it's good work. Honest work. Important work. I'm doing it because, well, I got my memory back. All of it. Hit me all of a sudden one day when I was in a market on some random backwater planet as I was going about my adventures across the Outer Rim. Picked up a fruit, not sure what kind, but suddenly I saw it. My past. Me sitting in a hall, eating a similar fruit. 
surrounded by other kids my age and adults, the family I had forgotten. But you knew, didn't you? You always knew. You and Mayab, that's why you both were so protective of me, always looking out for me. Why you sent me to the back room to clean the vaporator when the stormtroopers came in that afternoon. I was so mad at you for yelling at me when I refused to go back there, but thank you. Thank you for yelling at me, for watching over me, for helping me steal from you, for introducing me to Bayab, for keeping me safe. That's what I want to say, Lonnie. Thank you for all of it. I shouldn't be alive right now, and I know a big reason why I am is because of you going out of your way to help me. I can't ever repay you for that, Lonnie. And let's be honest, I'm never going to try to, because I know how much my life is worth to certain people. A lot. And I don't have credits for that, not with the altruistic work I'm up to now. I'll tell you about it someday. Maybe over some dark stew? But until then, I'm okay, and I will be okay. Thanks to you. Love you, Lonnie. I'll see you soon. She stuck to her word, came back eventually, when the galaxy was a safer place. Told me all about what she was up to. You care to tell us? <laughs> another story for another time. Do you miss her, Italina? Every day. Just don't tell her that, will you? I don't want her running back thinking I need her dropping everything she's doing to save me. She needs to be out there doing her thing. <laughs> I got Dawnstar's saloon. She, she's got an entire galaxy to see. I never made my way back to Dawnstar's to hear more about Italina and what she was up to, but as I keep thinking about her, the more I'm okay with not knowing exactly what she went on to do. I've heard rumors, a lot of us have, of the kind of work someone like Italina would be doing, the cargo she'd be transporting. I'll respect her privacy, but Italina, if you're listening and you would like to share your story, I'm here and ready to listen. As I often do when I hear stories of beings who've had such a great impact on another's life, I thought about what might have happened if Lonnie had never opened his saloon, if he had never befriended Mayab, if he had never made a dark stew that Italina fell in love with. If Dawnstars didn't exist, would Italina still be around today? Would so many of the other kids he helped find their own ways in the galaxy? I could tell watching Lonnie's face as we listened to the recording that he didn't fully trust how much Italina cared about him, that there was something in him that didn't let him believe he had the power to change lives. And he's not alone in that. Countless beings in the galaxy, you listening right now, you have no idea how great your impact is. You have no idea how a simple choice to offer a bowl of dark stew to a hurting kid could set them down a path of saving lives. But here's the thing. No matter how many people tell you, only you can choose to believe that's the truth. And I hope you do. I hope you and Lonnie can one day see how important you are in the lives you touch. 
You may not be on the wall with the stars as the triway, but you could be the entire reason someone else is. You are invaluable to them. And you are invaluable to the galaxy. Thanks for joining me, Lawness Locke, your host for another episode of Beings of the Galaxy, a Beyond the Outer Rim Hollow Mag production, bringing you the stories of the everyday people who make up our galaxy far, far away. We'll see you next time.